Joining me right now is the Costa Rican lightweight destroyer, Ariel Sexton. What's going on, Ariel? Welcome back. Hey, what's up, everyone? How are you doing, my man? Good. good happy good. to be here. Good, man. Uh, let's go back to 2018, the beginning of your comeback year. You took on Ev Ting in Myanmar last February. Ting yeah. took the controversial split decision. Looking back, how do you assess your performance? <clears throat> well, there's um, there's there was a little bit of a. Unfortunately, I got sick that fight. Not to give any excuses, but I got really bad MRSA. You know, MRSA and staff can be really hard, and I made a couple mistakes. Like I um, I didn't I didn't take account the jet lag and the and I was trying to do a six day arrival time and then fight, and I got really sick, and then it just distracted me. So I wasn't I wasn't able to get into the zone, you know, like the first round I was not in the zone. I kind of went into the zone second round and then I got exhausted. I had no more energy and I couldn't finish him when I needed to finish him. So basically the loss is my fault, you know, more so than him beating me. I made a couple of mistakes that I like I had a darsh choke and I rolled them because I was like I was I wanted to roll him and get on top, which didn't need to happen. You know, I had him in the choke and I and I rolled out of the choke. So, yeah, it made me mad. Like I made a lot of mistakes. I'm just mad, you know. And it was hard. It was a it was a hard fight because it's always hard to travel and and, and do what you got to do and be on point and not have anything bother you during a fight week. You know, it's like you never go into a fight with everything. All scenarios are your way. Some adversity hits you. You know what I mean? Something happens and you got to deal with it and you got to be perfect for 15 minutes. So I think Ev did a good job on like on that like he he was able to use the crowd like he had uh obviously he had a support more support than me so i think that helped the judges you know because they hear the crowd route roaring on some things that maybe shouldn't have been roared on but they should, i don't know who knows you know everything's a factor right all that all that you know frustration all that you know all those obstacles those barriers that you have faced has that fueled you since that fight <laughs> Yeah, of course. I'm always trying to reach another level, you know, in order for you to get to the next level, you have to go through something that makes you worthy to be there, you know. So I think that everything I've gone through, every fight has been completely different and amazing and a beautiful part of every chapter. Um, it just makes you stronger. Everything's now I know I can do that. I can go through that what I went through, you know. So, um, yeah, it's just it's awesome. It's every every learning, it's more of a learning lesson. I wish I would have won, but I mean, at the same time, the way this Grand Prix has worked out, people who lost that night and won that night, they're still in it, you know? So it's not that, it didn't affect me in the long run, losing, you know? Yeah, especially Ting, he's on the same side of the lightweight bracket with you. Are you excited yeah. for the potential rematch to prove that that last fight was not your best outing? I think that Ting has his hands full with the Daggy, the Daggy fighter. So I don't, I'm not one to like say what could happen, but I, I'm, ne I've never had a rematch with anybody. But yeah, I, I just don't. It doesn't feel. Yeah, I, I would love to fight him again, knowing exactly how he fights and already have felt him. It'd be easier for me to fight someone I already fought, knowing he slipped away on a couple things. You know, like I don't think he put me in danger of anything, and I had him in danger more. So that's just, I think that's what's going to happen. You know, if I have another chance, I'll, I'll put him in danger more times, but he won't get out. You know what I mean? 
After that fight, you spent some time in Japan training, soaking up the culture. How rewarding was that experience? Well, I I love the the Asian and the Japanese culture, and I and I really do follow a lot of my, you know, my my characteristics and my traits. So I I, I found that I was able to really see perfection and like Zen and. All, like I meditated a lot there and I was able because I had a lot of alone time I was there there for three months so I was able to cruise around by myself a lot and just sit in these beautiful parks and just kind of just become one with this the park and med- it was a cool experience I had a good time beautiful and I got to train with some amazing people you know Kid Yamamoto and X1 FC champ uh, Boku uh, No Face and they have an amazing team over there a lot of guys that, that aren't even popular but pff, man really good 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 fighters good athletes you mentioned kid yamamoto he passed away yeah. recently and you got mm-hmm. to spend time with him how was that you know meeting somebody that you have watched growing up well yeah it's amazing to meet someone that you idolized you know and you can share something and relate to them and um I think it was it was a it was kind of like a blessing, you know. It was a, it was a good it was like a godsend, like a, a sign or something. Because I think maybe I'm getting a little bit of his experience because he was helping me with striking and breaking down things that I never saw, and and it it only enable it only helps me as an athlete to have someone at that level look over you and take the time to sh- give you criticism, so uh, and help your game. So I think it was a blessing. It was an amazing time for sure. Yeah, he's really, really, really good striker, you know, <laughs> electrified. How impacted were you when you found out that he had passed away? Well, I mean, I was talking about, I was talking to him for for the, basically since I, I, since I met him in Japan and I left and we were talking back and forth, you know, and he was, he, he was very optimistic. Like we we're even planning on meeting up in Chicago, and he was going to come to the America in Chicago. His sisters um, lives in Chicago, so he wanted to come to Chicago. He's like, "Meet me." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll come over." Like he was already he was still planning everything, but yeah, cancer is no joke. It's it's very strong, you know. And uh, man, he was so healthy too. You know, he's like, it's it's extreme. You have life, an athlete in their prime. You know, so young, and you get that. It, it, it makes you bless like wonder and value your life you know a lot after all of that you went on and faced Kota Shimo Ishii and completely wrapped him up like a birthday gift take us through that inverted triangle arm crank variation that you you put on him <laughs> yeah well I, I wouldn't say wrapped him up he was he was ragdolling me he was throwing me around the funny thing is is that in the camp that I had for him uh, we were looking at him more as a, like a, a wrestler, jiu-jitsu fighter. So we didn't even we didn't even think twice about how good his judo was. You know, being Japanese, I thought we were thinking. I don't know why we were thinking wrestler submission, but I mean, I've clinched with a lot of people and 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 fought with a lot of guys that I had respected. And his base was so strong. So he was basically like the good thing. He was he was very aggressive, so he was coming at me. So if I was able to kind of either take his throws and not waste my energy and not get hurt and just try to like deflect his energy and take advantage of it when the timing was right, you know? And I think at the end of the, 
the second round in the second round when he he used a lot of energy throwing me around he got a little tired and when i i with 10 seconds left i kind of clobbered him a couple times and that really took the air out of him it was a hard head it was a hard head hit and a body shot and he couldn't recover in that last minute to go back into the third round so that's where i was able to to finish him because he was destroyed from the second round you know but the triangle yeah that that triangle is is um it's actually a judo triangle, you know, and it's it's just a, a unique way that you can lock your legs around the arm and the head. You can do it from every angle, from the front, from the side, from the back. And once you understand a setup or your grips, um, you know, it just kind of falls into place. And if it's from an angle that most people aren't aware, they're not going to know how to defend in time before it's too late. Because everybody knows triangle from the guard, you posture up, you know, it's like, but triangles from different areas, you don't know what's the right movement right away. Otherwise, you get checkmated, you know. And that's definitely a triangle I've done 20,000 times in training, you know. So um, it happens pretty quickly. At it, you know, I can roll into it. And it's, you know, it's my meat and potatoes, my bread and butter, you know. And I still have a couple more submissions up my sleeve. Was that the same submission you pulled on Anvar three years prior? Same submission, yeah, of course. I mean, Anvar, um, strong, strong grappler, um, you know, and I was, I had, I was attacking it from the back this time though, and I was actually slipping off. I was losing the back, so I was going for it, but I didn't have the proper controls. But because I do, I do it a lot. I sometimes I don't care. I just risk and I go for it anyway. And, and if you don't get it, you just basically lose the back, which is risky, you know, like to give up the back to lose it. So I went for it and luckily Anvar didn't didn't get up or move the way he was supposed to and I could lock it up. You know, and that all comes down to energy and fatigue. If you're tired at the time and you don't move, you're you're trapped. It has been 7 months since that fight. Have you been focusing on anything in particular with your time away from the cage? Well, it's not even time away. It's that I mean most of us fighters like do three fights a year you know and if if you get certain opportunities you have to take them sometimes you have to wait until a better opportunity comes you know so i'm always i've been training as hard as i have been always you know nothing ever changes on my work ethic and and when you don't have a fight you're you have a lot of chance to improve you know because there's no pressure on anything you just have fun and you improve so as soon as you're at your peak and then you book a fight you're good you know there's no pressure there's no stress so basically uh, I'm I feel good I'm excited you know like I could have fought a month ago or two months ago but what would have been at the point this is the one that matters you know your training camp for Amir Khan how has it been going are you working at multiple gyms or is your training focused in one location no I mean I've I've trained over in the East Coast here for a long time for the last 15 years I've been living and training in the East Coast for 20 professional fights I have um, so I have a lot of relationships with a lot of good people and good schools so I, I actually go to like four different gyms you know um, different groups of people different things um, I go to Philadelphia where my head coach is four days of the week and then he's in in Manhattan with me or Brooklyn three days of the week so I go out and I train with his team in Philly, which is, if you've ever heard of Cage Fury, it's another organization here. And basically, um, 
all the guys on the team are all the champions from every weight class, you know, and there's just every amount of wrestler and D1 wrestler and Muay Thai guy, and, you know, like Jiu Jitsu black belt, it's Sambo guy. It's like, there's tough guys. Philly is a tough, tough city. <laughs> and then I train also in Manhattan where, you know, the Mecca of Henzo Gracie, Manhattan, and there's just tons and tons of people and bodies and, and then in Brooklyn, where I teach in Brooklyn, Hensel Gracie, Brooklyn, we do another MMA there. So, yeah, I travel around a lot. You know, I get a lot of different people and uh, we work really hard, you know. Yeah, at the highest level, I guess you have to be dipping and dabbing every place or multiple places to get the best work possible, right? Yeah, but I mean, and it's also how they work on you, too. You, I mean, you can go to all these places, but if you if you're shying away from getting your your weaknesses exploited and beat up you know basically i'm i get beat up every day you know by like they shark tank me guys i i mean i get thrown around i get dominated you know and it just some people don't like to train like that because it makes them feel bad and they don't want to feel low low esteem but if you don't care and you train like that and then when it you fight one one person you know you're able to step it up and be invincible it's all worth it you know so yeah for sure it's good good there's good bodies i work with a lot of welterweights a lot of big guys big strong guys you know like amir is a big guy so i mean it's not going to be any body different than jake shields and all these welterweights that are just so strong and heavy that i, I roll daily you know amir khan he's known for his striking how do you rate his uh striking arsenal i don't know if i can even rate other people's arsenals you know because everybody is dangerous and i think a rating is just you know like opinions which really doesn't really matter that much you know um power accuracy energy um finishing rate he has a high finishing rate obviously but again who are the guys he's knocking out who have knocked out um yeah you definitely have to respect that everybody is dangerous i'm sure he hits like a like an ox, <laughs> you know, I'm sure I have to be very, very careful with him. Uh, but I also hit pretty hard. People try to think they, I like how they people think jujitsu, 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 but people forget I've been boxing for 15 years, you know, like in Central America with a lot of heavy boxers, you know, and I've traveled all around the world training Muay Thai and boxing and wrestling and everything, you know, so there's no area in martial arts that someone's going to intimidate me in, you know, and I'm not, uh, you know, this is something that I already had gone through when I was 24, where I had a lot of gaps in my game. Now I'm 37 last week. Man, I've been doing this for a long time. So I feel uh, like I have no no weaknesses. Speaking of weaknesses, he recently fought for the lightweight title against Edward. Did you watch that fight? And do you feel like he was yeah. exposed a little bit in that? Well, I mean depends on how you want to play the sport right like there he, he went and fought for the title so he he was it was his card to go up he had to do it he had to perform he he he, he didn't win but at least he got the opportunity you know so i wouldn't say he was exposed i would just say Polo yang uh beat him you know he, he he's more advanced more more of a veteran you know he he was able to beat him that night i'm sure uh khan will get another opportunity at the title that's why that's where i'm stepping in you know i want my opportunity you know what i mean so um yeah i mean 
I don't think he was exposed. I just don't think it was his time, you know? When you visualize this fight, how do you see it going down? Every fight's the same for me. It's like it's like stalking a prey in the jungle. You see it, instinct kicks in, the hunt's on. You don't stop until you get your hands around your prey's neck and it's lights out. That's it. It's the only way it's in your head. You know, it's just instinctual. Every fight the same. Take, Get close to him, beat him up, choke him out. One more thing before I let you go. Lowen, Tyanez, punched his ticket at the last event. Eddie Alvarez will face Timothy Nastyukin at the end of March. Who do you see in the finals on the other side of the bracket? Who is the strongest candidate? Because a lot of people believe Eddie is not the strongest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, we, we got to be careful going off records of the past and it's all about timing now and, you know, takes advantage. Whoever seizes the moment takes advantage of the moment. Whoever takes less damage, you know, there's a lot of factors. But um, every fighter has an ability that can complicate someone else. So whether it's set up a certain way, it could still complicate someone else. So... For me, I can't think on that side of the bracket because I have a fight coming up in 20 days. But for me, I'd want to fight the biggest name, the best guy in the world. You know, that would bring me the most exposure. So that would be the best, you know. So Eddie Alvarez is the best guy to fight for me. You know, I don't know where low in Taiwan this has been for the last year or two. Where has he been? He got in last minute too. So I don't know what he's been up to. So... All tough fights. Nobody's an easy fight in this eight bracket. Yeah, I believe that this tournament, a lot of people are underestimating the rest of the the names. Yeah. You know, guys big time tough. because, Everybody. you know, I've been watching you guys for a long time. And a lot of these guys are just new viewers, I guess. And they're going to start to figure out real quick that, like yourself and Amir Khan and, you know, Ed or, uh, Timothy Nastyukin and Lowen and all these guys are at the level yeah. of people fighting in the UFC and everywhere else around the world. Yo, 100%, man. These are the best guys in the world, man. You're going to see it. The, the event has already started. Um, I'm waiting to see what's the grand prize. What do we get? Are we getting a million dollars like every other <laughs> eight-man grand prix in the world? We got to make some noise. Are we get, what are we getting out of this? You know, you, Two million something. dollars. <laughs> something. Yeah, let's one-up the other organizations. Let's make it bigger. Let's, let's get a... You know, uh, uh, an apartment in, in Singapore. We win it. Boom. Something. Definitely, man. Well, February 22nd, it all starts for you. One call of greatness. You're taking on Amir Khan in Singapore. Thank you for your time, Ariel, and uh, good luck to you, man. Hey, man. Thanks for the time. It's been a pleasure. Um, we'll we'll stay tuned. We'll talk soon, and you guys are going to see a good Tarzan 22nd of February. You're going to see it. Jaguar. Boom.